and I wanted to just take a few moments. We were going to do this on Wednesday, and so I won't be long this, this afternoon, but I did want to share with you uh, some thoughts, and as you're receiving that piece of paper, you notice uh, that I've entitled the lesson uh, this afternoon, You Have the Right. You Have the Right. We live in a day where it's evident that everybody is declaring that which is right in their own eyes. Uh, people are saying, I have the right to do this, I have the right to wear this, I have the right to be this. And, uh, you know, if you study the Bible, you find that even those churches that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, the last of those churches is called the Laodicean Church. And Laodicea means the people's rule are the people's rights. I really believe that we're living in those last days. I don't know how long it'll be before the Lord comes back. I'm not a date setter. I'm not a prophet, but I have read the Word of God enough, and I think that you can clearly see the day and hour that we're living in. And so this, this afternoon, I just want to share with you some thoughts about our nation and about maybe the founding of our nation, maybe just a reminder of getting back to what God has intended for our nation to be. And I trust that this will be an encouragement to you as you think about the 4th of July, our nation, and how good God has been to us. You know, there's some documents in front of me that are replicas. These are not, of course, the real documents. But there is an important document that our nation uh, years ago uh, developed, a group of our founding fathers, and they called it the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence. In the, this was a public act of the Second Continental Congress on July the 4th, 1776. And what this act did was it was the colonies at that time declaring that they wanted to be, listen, free and independent from the King of England, from the, the rule that they were under. And the document itself embodies that spirit that they had. For instance, part of it reads, when in the course of human events that it becomes necessary, now th that's the key word right there, because they got to the place where they felt this is something that is necessary. If you study this bold and courageous act of these, our founding fathers, you'll find that it took great courage to step out, that God gave them peace about what they were doing. And, the, and, and the, the document reads that when it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. In other words, they were about to state why they were believing that they should be a free people, an independent people. A part of the document goes on to say, we hold these truths 
truths. They're dealing with truth, not, not fiction, but we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed, listen now, by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They put it right there in the document. Uh, we, we believe in this matter of life, we believe in this matter of freedom, and we believe in this matter of having a life that we are happy living, that we don't want to be under the rule that we're under, that we have found ourselves in. Now, the, the words that always get me is the word unalienable rights. It's actually interesting, one of our presidents of our country used the word unalienable and inalienable and, and I, I kind of studied that out, thinking, what's the difference? And they said, absolutely nothing. Uh, there's no difference. Now, I know the word in and un are two words that do have a little bit of a different meaning, but they're essentially the same thing. Now, what are our inalienable rights? Here's what it says. They are freedoms that each individual in the United States have, which cannot be transferred to another person or surrendered except by the individual having those rights. So what again, what are those unalienable rights that we have? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, they belong to the individual. Now, those freedoms uh, that we have, I love the way they wrote that, are endowed unto us by our Creator, by our God. The word endow means to provide with a permanent fund. In other words, they became ours when we became a part of this nation. They were furnished and equipped to us by our God. In other words, our founding fathers, yours and mine, from this great nation that we call the United States of America, there were three fundamental rights that they wanted to make sure that we understood that we all have. Let me give them to you, and I've already said them. Number one. We have the right to life. We have the right to life. Now, the right to life is, is a hotbed issue in this day and hour that we live in. So much has been twisted and distorted when it comes to life. Folks, how many of you appreciate life? Yeah, if everybody's breathing, you appreciate life. I, I'm going to tell you something. The life that, that we have is one that is a gift, and we need to understand how precious life is. Listen to this. The right to life is a moral principle based on the belief that a human being has the right to live. They have the right to live, and in particular, that they should not be killed by another human being. In other words, that a human being should not take the life of another human being. Uh, everyone is so concerned, and I'm sure you've been watching the news that we have one seat that has been vacated in the highest court in our land. And there are seven uh, candidates that our president has narrowed it down to, and then I think I heard last night that it's now narrowed down to three. And everybody is combing over, trying to find out, is this person going to be for the Democratic uh, way of things? Or is this person going to be a Republican? Is this person going to give way? And you know what I found is one of the things that they're concerned about is if they put someone in that's a conservative, is it going to bring up again Roe v. Wade? 
Roe v. Wade is all about life. It's all about the life that God has given to us, and that is a, a major issue right now is how that person will weigh in on that major issue of life. Now, why do we make as Christians, why do we make so much about life? Well, let me tell you, because the Bible says all the way back in Genesis 1, God created man in his own image. And the Bible says, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Uh, the world can call themselves whatever they want. I heard the other day that a 10-year-old decided that they did not want to be the sex that they were born. I'm going to tell you something, folks. There's no mistaking if you are a man or a woman. You can have all the surgeries, all the procedures that you want. God created each one of us in the way God wants us to be. And we need to understand how important life is. Job said it this way, the spirit of God hath made me. The breath of the Almighty hath given me life. Think about that. God took dust and he formed man out of the dust of the ground. And God, the living God, the creator of this world, breathed into the nostrils of man and the breath of God brought that man to life. And understand this morning or this afternoon that you and I have been given the right to life. Patrick Henry said, is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? God forbid. Almighty God, I know what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. That's what Patrick Henry said. You know what God says about life? All the way back in Exodus 20, verse 13, thou shalt not kill. Who are we to play God? Who are we to say, listen, it's time for this person's life to end, to expire. Uh, Job said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know what life is? It's a precious gift from God. And I'm going to tell you something. You may not like everything about your life and what's going on, but you ought to be thankful for about the life that God has given to you. Do you know, again, going back to our nation's history, that at a crucial moment in history, that our founding fathers were willing to step up and to sacrifice their personal comforts for the good of their countrymen. It is doubtful if any of them, and if they were alive today, you can ask them, but I think it's highly unlikable likable that any of them could have ever imagined that the nation that they helped to birth would be celebrating life 242 years later. I just don't think that they would ever imagine that. But you know what you and I do have the right to? We have the right to life. But look at the second one, we have the right to liberty. We not only have the right to life, but we have the right to liberty. In 1751, uh, and maybe you've heard this before, but Isaac Norris, maybe the name doesn't ring a bell, but he was the speaker of the Pennsylvania Assembly, and it, Norris ordered that a bell would be made for the State House in Philadelphia. When the bell arrived from England, it cracked on the very first test ring. They rang it one time, the bell cracked, 
And so what they did was they took the metal from that bell, they melted it down, and they actually formed a new bell uh, from that metal. It was melted down and recast by John Pass and John Stowe. Around the bell, and I don't know if you've ever been to Philadelphia, but around the bell are the words from the scriptures, specifically from the Leviticus 25, verse number 10. And here's what it says. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. Proclaim liberty, freedom. Aren't you glad for the freedoms that we enjoy today? For the men and women that have given their lives for the freedom, the liberty that we have. This message that was associated with this bell was a powerful message. Now, interesting, history records that after Pass and Stowe uh, recast that bell, that second bell, that the bell was used to call the members of the Continental Congress to assemble, and as they were ringing the bell and they assembled, they began to debate and be declaring their independence from England. For many years after that, the bell rung on certain ceremonial occasions until 1840, somebody discovered a major crack in that same bell. It's interesting that that crack ended the life of that bell. Bells were made to ring. That bell no longer rings, but can I tell you the message of that bell still rings loud and clear in our lands. That again, that pro we need to proclaim liberty throughout all the land and all the inhabitants thereof. See, the Lord has given to us the same responsibility that that bell had, and that is as Christians, that there is a message that we need to be ringing loud and clear, that we need to get God's message of hope and liberty to a world that is in chains. Listen, this world doesn't need our politics. They need our preaching. They need the Word of God. You know why? Because it's not politics that has steeped us to where we are. It is the very sin of this world that we are dealing with today. And when Jesus came into this world and he was on this earth and he began to travel around in his earthly ministry, interesting that one of the times he selected a passage from the Old Testament book of Isaiah the prophet. And as he selected that text for his sermon, he went into the synagogue that day and here's what he shared with them from Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Folks, we're talking about freedom. Jesus said, I came that you can be free from your sins. Freedom from sin has always been purchased through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But can I tell you that the world around us today does not know that truth. We need to share that truth with them. Unless somebody tells them, how will they hear? You know what our duty is? Our duty is to proclaim liberty. You know what right we have? We have the right to life. We have the right to liberty. And certainly, look at number three, and I know that the, the, the Constitution and the Declaration says the pursuit of happiness, but i got to choose something with an L, right? right? Life, liberty, and I'm correcting it here, we have the right to long. 
We have the right to long. Here's what I mean by that word. As I began to study out the pursuit of happiness, you know what longing is? Longing means that it is a strong, persistent desire or craving. It's to pursue after something. We were out there and we were frying all these delicious foods that you guys ate that right now I can tell you're in some semi-comatose state right now. Some of you right now, I mean, you're just like, you're ready for your nap. Uh, you're ready, I mean, seriously. Uh, some of you right now, I could throw something that hit you right in the head and you wouldn't even know what hit you. And I was watching as people walked up. Now listen, they always come up and they're like, so what are you guys doing? You know, and we're like, grease is flying. There's stuff in, in those uh, cookers going to town. And, but everybody walks over and is like, what's in that one right there? And, and everybody, all the guys, you know, Brother Gilbert, he walks over and he goes, I'm just the inspector. That's what Brother Gilbert said. He says, I'm just here to inspect. You know what that means in, in the Greek? That means I'm going to stand here until you give me something to eat. Until yeah. I can sample something, you know. But guess what? Brother Gilbert wasn't the only one. I seen a lot. These college guys, I asked them, hey, you want a piece of fish? I didn't have to ask them twice. Everybody was craving after and wanted to pursue what we was cooking. I mean, they had that desire. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know there are so many people in life that are not happy? They really aren't. I get around so many Christians. Folks, can I tell you that if you are a child of God, you should have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. People ask me all the time, Miss Mickey, she hasn't seen me in a couple weeks. She comes back, she looks at me and she goes, oh, pastor, pastor, what is that on your face? Well, let me see. It's a nose. Uh, it's ears. I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. Pastor, what is that? Well, if she came to church more often, she would see it, you know? But, you know, here's the thing is, people say, Pastor, what are you growing that far? Because it makes sour people smile. That's why it's on my face. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to keep it till Jesus comes. If you guys are still going to walk around grumping and griping, my wife goes, I don't like it. Shave it off. I said, then uh, this is what you got for better or for worse. It comes with the deal, you know. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. If you can't enjoy life, now think about it. They signed that document, putting their lives on the line. For what? Happiness. It meant a lot to them to be happy, to enjoy life. Why do we, you know, Brother David, I mean, look, I don't hope you don't mind me saying this, but y'all understand, Brother David's not, he's not a spring chicken, all right? And Brother David, I mean, I guarantee you, this man lives with more aches and pains than I'll probably ever have in my life. And every time he comes to the church, Brother Dave, how you doing? Oh, Pastor, I'm better than I deserve. I mean, it's my, what, what day was your birthday? Thursday. Thursday. He comes in, he says, I'm still having my birthday. You know, and he's just, he's, he's just kind of bobbing around like that. And you know why I like to be around that guy? Because he's got happiness and he's got the joy of the Lord. Amen. I enjoy that. We need to understand how important it is. Listen. What did they mean? Listen, now here's what it says. Life, liberty, now watch. Life, liberty, and the pursuit. The pursuit of happiness, right? Okay? Now some of you guys, you've been married so long. You've been married so long that you have forgot what it means to pursue her. You pursued her before you got married, but you got the ring on her finger, you know, and now no longer you don't pursue her anymore, you know? I was at the hospital with, 
with, with Brother Turner, and he went in to have a procedure done. We were sitting in the waiting room waiting so we could go in to see him, and we were wondering what was taking so long. And I think they were using Brother Turner for a pin cushion. They stuck him 11 times trying to find a vein that day. And so the nurse finally comes out, and she, she says, uh, she yells the name Turner. And so uh, Juliet walks over there, and she says, your Romeo's waiting. Y'all get that, Romeo and Juliet? You are a slow crowd, I'm telling you. That, that fried food's got to you right there. They didn't get it. And so, Miss, you should have seen Julia. It was so cute. She just, whoo, you know, and she went in there. And I mean, Brother Turner, he's smiling. He's looking at her. And I thought either he's on some good meds or he still loves this woman. And I think it's number two. You know why? They still enjoy being with each other. They still enjoy happiness. Folks, we've got to understand what they meant. Listen to this. Our founding fathers affirmed, here's what they said, that the happiness of a people and the good order and preservation of civil government essentially depend, listen now, this isn't my words, depends upon piety, religion, and morality, and these cannot be generally diffused through a community but by the institution of the public worship of God. Did you catch that? that? Listen, you know, you hear all the time, it takes a village. No, it takes a God. Amen. That's what it takes. If we're going to be a happy people, we have to be pursuing true happiness, and true happiness was the foundation of liberty. True happiness is found not in me pursuing my wife. True happiness is found in me pursuing my God. That's where happiness is. Listen to what the psalmist said. As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before my God? Psalm 73, there is none upon the earth that I desire beside thee. I hope these guys listen. I hope they enjoy this summer. But I hope it's not about singing. And, and I'm just going to pull over here for a second. Why is it always the skinniest guy that sings the deep bass? Why is that? That's just a side note right there. But here's the thing is, I hope that this summer is about them getting closer to God. It's about them desiring God. Folks, I'm going to tell you, you can go to a great Bible college. But if you don't have the most important thing, and that is an authentic, genuine walk with God, pursuing God, you've missed the most important thing. And I'm going to tell you, I really believe with all my heart, our founding fathers, they pursued God. They wanted to know God's heart and his mind and his will for our nation. Folks, listen, 242 years ago, I'm going to tell you something. There was nothing here, nothing. But you know what they did have? They had God. They had God. They were pursuing. Look, our creator God has given us what? Here it is. He's given us some rights. The right to life. The right to liberty. And the right to pursue happiness. Without God, listen, without him, there is no life. Without him, there's no liberty. And without him, there's no happiness. Let me remind you of what Jesus said in John 8, 36. 
If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I hope you're free today, free from sin. I hope that you're free from sadness and sorrow. God's given you life. Let's celebrate it. Let's enjoy the life God's given to us. Let's enjoy the liberty that we have in Christ. And let's enjoy this matter of being a happy people. Let's be happy. And you know how you're happy? By pursuing God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this afternoon. Thank you for the wonderful music that we've heard. Uh, thank you for the word of God, Lord, for how you always speak to our hearts. Lord, we've laughed and we've had a great time. But Lord, I pray that we would always spend that time with you. Now bless the guys as they sing a few more songs. Give us a good night's rest. Lord, bring us back tomorrow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.